Welcome back to Mothering Earth, your home for sustainable living news. I'm Salwa Khan. The Texas Hill Country, near the center of the state, is experiencing major growth in population, resulting in multiple changes to the environment and to natural resources. Concerned citizen groups are waging an uphill battle in an effort to preserve the area's clean water, clean air, and wide open spaces. One of these groups is the Hill Country Alliance, whose mission is broader than most. As their name says, they are an alliance of groups that focus on four major areas, land, water, the night skies, and preservation of the unique qualities of the area's small towns and cities. With a mission that broad, there's a lot to cover. Last time, we talked with Catherine Romans, executive director of the Alliance, about land stewardship, land preservation, and about water. Water is an issue of great importance to us all. And as she notes, finding ways to conserve water is essential. Absolutely. I think that people are really waking up to the need uh, for more water conservation. San Antonio in particular has done some fantastic work on promoting water conservation to all of their residents. Um, They have, Austin and San Antonio are often going back and forth uh, kind of in competition for who can get the, the lowest average per person per day use in terms of water. Now that's a good competition. Absolutely. It's <laughs> yeah. a competition we are happy to support. Um, so we're seeing huge gains um, there. There's still lots left to be done. Um, uh, on average in Texas, we're using as much as half of our potable drinking water on our yards and landscapes, particularly in the summertime. And so uh, one really easy thing that we could uh, really see huge benefit from is moving to a place where we're not having so much lawn space that needs to be watered to be kept alive in the summer. Um We're also seeing growing awareness, I think, of water issues. You know, in Hayes County, the that conversation has been front and center with some of the recent challenges around um, large uh, water suppliers interested in coming in and drilling wells to supply growing cities like Kyle and Buda. And so I think as people realize the vulnerability of their water resources, uh, they really get uh, motivated, they get involved, and they start uh, having those conversations with their friends and family, which is really important. What, what kinds of things can I do at home or you know, my neighbors could do at home to help the water situation? So there's tons to do in the home um, as far as water conservation is is concerned. There are low-flow fixtures that can be installed that can really um, minimize your in-home water waste. Uh, again, as I said, replacing those uh, water-hungry uh, landscapes with native plants uh, that are were born and evolved here in the hill country to sustain our dry, um, hot summers is another really good option. And if you haven't thought about rainwater harvesting, um, that is another great potential. You know, if you are uh, using 
potable water on your landscape, installing a rain barrel can be a very simple first step to just show how easy it is to capture water off the roof and use that on your outdoor landscapes. So definitely getting involved in broader conversations and participating in your local groundwater conservation district and local um, conversations about water is a next step to uh, getting more involved in the future of water in the hill country. And getting rid of your lawn is a great thing because then you don't have to uh, cut it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Or water it. No, absolutely. <laughs> we right. as Americans spend far too much uh, time right. pushing heavy lawnmowers around uh, to maintain those manicured lawns. So right. it's about time we freed up some of our weekend hours. Exactly. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Moving on to another area, the night sky. There's an old song that goes, the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in, Deep the, in the heart, heart of Texas. Texas. <laughs> so why do we want to keep these stars big and bright? What's the, what is the Hill Country Alliance doing about that? So when you look at an image of the United States at night, a satellite image or an image from the space station, it's incredible um, how well you're able to see all of our outdoor lights, uh, our cities, our roadways, um, all being illuminated and visible from space. And when you look closely, you can see that the entire eastern half of the United States is lit up uh, like a Christmas tree. But there is this very distinct line that pretty much follows the I-35 corridor from Mexico all the way through San Antonio and Austin up to Minnesota that is almost like the, the curtain where to the west of that line there are still vast areas of darkness where, as you can imagine, the views of the Milky Way are still um, unobstructed by light pollution. And so in the hill country, we are right on uh, the edge of that last kind of vestiges of night. And it's part of our culture. As the song says, uh, the stars at night are big and bright deep in the heart of Texas. And we really hold on to that as an important part of the character of the hill country. So increasingly, uh, there are individuals and communities around the region that are working to maintain their dark skies and also hopefully roll back some of the light pollution that we are seeing coming out of San Antonio and Austin in particular. Are there particular strategies that you found work best for uh, sort of moving this issue forward, make, making, making our skies at night darker? Absolutely. So the first um, is education and outreach. A lot of people, when they move to the Hill Country, uh, they're coming from Dallas or Houston, uh, San Antonio or Austin. They are bringing with them their security lighting, their outdoor lights that, you know, they keep on all night and makes them feel safe. What they don't realize is the impact that that's having on all of their rural neighbors who are used to complete darkness at, at night. So the first thing is education. As soon as people think about it, uh, they're immediately on board. Uh, they want to be able to see the Milky Way. They want to have their kids and grandkids see the stars at night. So people are really enthusiastic about it. 
Um, the second opportunity we've really seen uh, working with businesses um, being a great opportunity uh, to showcase how easy it is to have plenty of outdoor lighting, but install it and ensure that it's pointing down and uh, not causing issues for light pollution. So we're not at all promoting a concept of no outside lighting. What we're promoting is a, a concept of we need the, the right lights uh, to make sure that we're protecting the views of the stars, but also all the other benefits we get from dark nights. And, and this also affects, uh, as I understand it, wildlife is affected by... Absolutely. Light, yeah. Light Research has shown uh, that there are uh, real impacts uh, for not only wildlife, but also humans and human health. We need a certain level of darkness in order to be able to sleep and produce melatonin at night. Um, and so that's just another benefit. Uh, it's uh, it's not often that you have an environmental problem like light pollution, where not only is it really easily fixed, uh, you know, bad light today could be fixed by tomorrow, but that the benefits are we have uh, energy savings, we have human health benefits, wildlife benefits, as well as community character benefits. In the Hill Country, uh, we're also seeing increasingly astrotourism, folks coming, traveling to the Hill Country uh, just to see those stars. Uh, we have see more and more star parties happening. There are astronomical <laughs> observatories that are popping up in the Hill Country, both um, on private lands, but also in public institutions like Shriner University. And so um, there's been a pretty serious economic investment that's tied directly to the darkness of the night sky. I would love to also just recognize that region-wide, um, the International Dark Sky Association has said that there are more efforts to protect the dark sky in the hill country than any other similarly sized region in the entire world. So the energy and momentum that's building right here in the hill country is pretty impressive. So far, we have seven hill country counties who have passed resolutions supporting uh, the night sky. We have nine rural cities that have actually passed outdoor lighting rules, ordinances. Um, and then we have a number of uh, places that are recognized by the International Dark Sky Association as dark sky friendly places. So we have three parks um, in the region that have been recognized. Uh, the city of Dripping Springs has been recognized as a dark sky community. And we have two communities that are, that are going through the application process now, uh, the city of Wimberley and the city of Fredericksburg. So we're really charged up about the momentum that's building behind this, this movement to protect the night sky. And, and one thing that I know people worry about is, you know, they, they think that if we're changing the lighting, for example, on the street, that it's going to be more dangerous mm -hmm. because you won't be able to see well. And if somebody's, you know, coming up behind you to attack you or something, you won't see them. Mm -hmm. But in fact, as I understand it, the lighting that's aimed downward uh, and not necessarily up at the sky uh, is safe, uh, doesn't... doesn't uh, cause glare mm -hmm. and therefore is actually safer than 
bright lights. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So when you think yeah. about uh, driving on a dark country road at night and having another car coming right at you, that light that's shining in your eyes is glare, and it makes it really hard to see what else is uh, going on outside of that that beam of light. The same thing happens when we have lights on buildings that are pointing outwards. They may be installed as security lights, but what they are doing is creating areas of extreme shadow where we can't see if there's, uh, you know, someone standing there, if there's some other threatening thing, uh, we're unable to see it. So using good lighting is uh, a huge benefit to safety. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan, here with Catherine Romans of the Hill Country Alliance, talking about night skies, one of the many challenges the Texas Hill Country faces as the population of the area grows rapidly. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, we'll find out what you can do to keep the night sky dark and starry. We're back now. I'm Salwa Khan, and you're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm here with Catherine Romans of the Hill Country Alliance, talking about night skies. In terms of light pollution, what can the average person do? There are lots of opportunities, especially if you're a homeowner or a business owner, to just take a look at your lights. When you go outside um, and look at your outdoor lighting, you should not be able to see the light bulb is a good rule of thumb. Uh, So if you have any questions about uh, your lights and whether or not they're night sky friendly, you can uh, visit the Hill Country Alliance website, hillcountryalliance.org. And we have um, under our issues tab uh, an entire page dedicated to the night sky where you can check out uh, night sky sky friendly lighting. Um, That might be a good replacement for if you've got an old uh, light that needs to be replaced going with something that's more friendly. Um, Also, talking to your neighbors about it, talking to your uh, local community leaders. We are seeing more cities that are taking this on as a real real issue that they want to protect their uh, character of being able to see the night skies um, at night. But uh, we would love to see more communities taking up that issue um, and passing resolutions and ordinances. So feel free to reach out to the Hill Country Alliance if you have any questions about how you can uh, begin to kind of have those conversations in your community. Maybe you could have a star party. Absolutely. A stargazing party. Star parties are the best way to introduce people to the night sky. It's something that we take for granted, but... Uh, When you gather around a telescope on a dark night in the hill country, there's no better way to inspire uh, passion for protecting that incredible resource. Moving on to uh, communities, the hill country has some great little towns and cities. Um, what, What can we do to protect sort of the character of these places? 
We love working with Hill Country communities. Uh, when you think about it, we've got such a broad diversity of uh, rural towns and cities from Blanco to Johnson City to Junction and Kerrville and everywhere in between. Um, and Texas is unique uh, in that we don't allow counties uh, the authority to kind of plan for growth. So in other places around the country, you see have uh, counties with some level of uh, land use planning. Um, in Texas, that control is not given to the counties. So the only place where we have uh, that authority is within incorporated cities. And so increasingly, we're seeing um, this growth and development coming to the Hill Country, and it's happening just outside of our city lines because folks uh, want to live in that rural uh, part of the Hill Country. They don't want to have to worry about city rules and that sort of thing. And so unfortunately, that tends to have a, a draining effect on our Hill Country cities. Um, we're increasingly seeing cities that are um, saddled with development right on their fringes, um, having aging infrastructure uh, that needs upgrades, but more and more people moving out of our cities, um, and a real uh, need for additional capacity to plan and uh, address those challenges effectively. And so the Hill Country Alliance's Communities Program has really been about bringing those uh, city leaders and county officials together to talk about some of the shared challenges that we face as a region and kind of share ideas and best practices for how we can begin to address them. So what are some of the big challenges facing a rural community? So water and water infrastructure is a huge one. Um, our water pipes and uh, infrastructure is not getting any younger. And in many situations, we've seen cities that have only recently replaced the, the very original pipes that may have been made out of wood or clay. And so um, in, in, in some communities more than others, we're seeing aging populations where it's difficult to raise rates to be able to afford those, those upgrades. Um, we also would love to see um, cities and uh, counties thinking proactively about how they would like to envision their city looking in the next 50 years. Um, and so we've seen a huge appetite for conversations around uh, community planning, how cities and counties can come up with comprehensive plans to make sure that uh, the growth and development that they're seeing is within uh, what they want to see for their the future of their uh, community. So are there different challenges for urban areas like Austin or San Antonio? Absolutely. Austin and San Antonio, I think, are both dealing with uh, different versions of the same problem, that they're growing at incredible rates. Um, they want to maintain the character of their community. They don't want to see um, you know, folks being pushed out of uh, downtown areas because of rising uh, rent prices. And they want to look to the Hill Country to protect uh, what really brings people here, the quality of life, the clean water, the recreational opportunities afforded by the Hill Country that's just outside their boundaries. 
And so um, those cities are increasingly coming together to talk about how they can uh, have a positive influence on keeping people downtown, on coming up with innovative transportation solutions, uh, try, try to un, uh, unmire our uh, traffic jam situation uh, in Central Texas, and think about how we can be uh, investing in the future of the more rural parts of the Hill Country. This is a, obviously a very big problem. Mm-hmm. How can Again, the average person, what can what can I do about this? It sounds way too big for me. <laughs> it, it can be overwhelming, and certainly uh, I struggle sometimes to come up with what's the silver bullet solution that you know any one individual can uh, can do. I think that there is huge ground to be gained uh, by people participating more in local decision-making processes, in local uh, natural resource management processes. I was just talking recently to one of our all-star volunteers who's uh, just outside of Johnson City, and he uh, is really working on the night sky issue um, in that part of Blanco County. And Uh, had just gone to a meeting and walked away saying, if we could just tackle the apathy problem, we would have all of our other problems would just fade away if people just really started caring a little bit more about uh, making sure that we have spring-fed creeks and wide-open spaces and scenic vistas and starry night skies and vibrant downtowns in our rural communities for the future, uh, that would be a huge step in the right direction. So getting more involved in uh, your local government and your county government, showing up to listen to what they talk about at their weekly or monthly meetings, Uh, getting more involved in uh, civic groups uh, that are all over the Hill Country. I think those are really the best way to start plugging into some of these big challenges. So can, can people find out about some of these groups through your organization? Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a list of um, partner organizations on our website that you can certainly scroll through and find things that are local to you. Uh, we'd, we'd be happy to talk to you. Um, we have folks call our office all the time looking for help on specific issues. Uh, we're increasingly seeing uh, these incompatible land uses, sand and gravel mine operations, Uh, cement batch plants, concrete batch plants uh, coming into the Hill Country. And often people call our office when they find out that those projects are coming in next door. So we would love to talk to you uh, then. We'd love to talk to folks uh, sooner as they are are interested in getting more involved proactively. So basically get involved. Get involved. For out sure. of your chair and <laughs> get out do of something. your chair. That is a, a great <laughs> yeah. s- slogan. I might have yeah. to <laughs> use that tagline from here on out. Get involved. Um, if people uh, want to get involved, want to do something, um, it would be great if they could have a list of resources, something mm-hmm. they could start with, something to get going on. For sure. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of those on our website. Um, we've created a number of issue papers that are really easily digestible, one to two page uh, papers on some of those 
biggest, most complicated challenges facing our region uh, from the role of groundwater conservation districts and the future of uh, our aquifers to the role of native landscaping and creating pollinator habitat. So check out our issue papers. We also have produced a number of really wonderful introductions to Hill Country issues um, that are called our Hill Country View radio segments. So we've got a long list of those. If you have um, an opportunity or a venue to play some of those, um, those radio segments or some of the videos that we have on YouTube, that's another great way to introduce some of these ideas to your you know, local community groups or volunteer associations. Uh, we also have a great map resource on our website that's called the Hill Country Map Viewer. And it's an interactive tool that you can go on uh, to click around. You can see what watershed you live in. Um, are you in the Blanco or the Perdinalis? Um, you can see the sub-watershed that you're in uh, and start to get familiar with who are your watershed neighbors. Um, and so there's all kinds of stuff like that on our website that are great introductions to, to some of our issues. We also put out, uh, we send it a, a, out about every other week. So every two weeks we send an email newsletter that is uh, called Neighbor to Neighbor. And it really is meant to be a neighborly Hill Country newsletter that shares news and events and updates about what's going on in the Hill Country, what's going on nationally that might be relevant to the Hill Country. Um, and so that's a great place to find out more about upcoming events, about campaigns and, um, and projects that you can get involved in, and also find out about other organizations that are working in your neck of the woods. Go visit the Hill Country Alliance website at www.hillcountryalliance.org. You'll be amazed at how much good, solid information is there in issue papers, videos, and more. And then get out of your chair and get involved. Until next time, this is Salwa Khan signing off for Mothering Earth your source for sustainable living news.